Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. Today I have the pleasure of being joined by Darren who is the man behind Fit Expo. So Darren for those of the listeners who might not have heard of you could you tell us a little bit about yourself first and then we'll get on to Fit Expo a little bit later. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me on, Danny. I always feel like I'm repeating myself because I've done quite a lot of these the last couple of weeks. I feel like a celeb, but um, not a very good one. Like maybe like a Z-list one or something. Um, yeah, so I am just a normal fella who has always loved kind of the bodybuilding world more than anything. That was my main thing. That's the thing I kind of really have a passion for. I love other stuff as well, and we'll probably ramble on about that later, but Ultimately, um, same as anyone, went to the gym, did all that kind of stuff, did a few bits and pieces, and then got involved with, um, yeah, competing myself. So I competed three times myself. Again, it wasn't very good, but I had a go. And um, just loved the whole journey of it um, and the meeting of the people and just that world. It's quite a, a niche little clicky crew, isn't it? It's not like, you know, you go in the pub, everyone talks about football, football's on in the corner. Uh, at school everyone talks about football bodybuilding and all that is a very kind of small world so then I suppose when I went to body power which was the first thing I ever did like that I was like wow this is amazing and I was there from year one in terms of as a fan VIP weekend the whole shebang queuing up for four five hours for Jay Cutler for him then to choose to go and eat so then I had to wait on the floor for him to come back and Kai Green and all these people and then fast forward four or five years and I was driving these people around so I was very very lucky to have the pleasure um, of, of looking after some of the body power athletes through a gym that I used to be involved with. Um, and I was, you know, like a kid in a sweet shop, you know, that for me, when I'm sitting in a van waiting for Kai Green to finish his cardio, to take him back to the hotel and he's sitting beside me, it's just like, oh my God, like I'm a, I was a fanboy, you know, and I got to meet a lot of them um, and they're, you know, and I kind of kept in contact with a few and, and then from the bodybuilding world, I was, uh, I used to help, backstage with a very big federation from day one so I kind of learned a lot with them and I'm very grateful for that opportunity um, and that was my pretty much 23 weekends a year that was my Sunday um, from driving a van setting up the stage doing all the stuff that no one sees um, and so I kind of immersed myself in that world so but ultimately before all that I'm a fan and, and I've done it myself and I still train a little bit and that kind of stuff and uh, I always wanted to do something but I never really had the balls or the money. Um, I certainly don't have the money now. I'm trying, but uh, I've been very, very lucky that people have come on board with me and supported me and friends and sponsors and everything else. And, and it was originally a one hall, one day thing. Um, but it's become what it's become, which is fantastic. And I'm, I'm hugely humbled by the fact that people have jumped on board. But yeah, ultimately me, just a normal fella. Um, as I say, competed few times I still enjoy my training um but I also like other stuff as well I've, I've boxed I've done long distance running I've done all sorts of stuff um I'm actually running a lot at the minute now I'm running more than I have since I was in my bloody 20s now which I because stupidly I think I'm signing up for something a bit daft a bit later in the year but hey ho so yeah that's it really and so what was it that initially made you take action and want to get started with Fit Expo? hard to answer this correctly in a roundabout way there's lots of reasons but um there's lots of politics involved as well but i'll kind of try and do what i can um i suppose i was frustrated with the only outlet for that in the uk 
Um, you know, that's just me being honest. That I, but Body Power is a great business. It's, you know, they're a lot, they've, they've, they've all done very well, I'm sure. But for me, I saw it change direction. That's a, that's okay. I'm okay. I can say that, can't I? That's not really bad. Um, I felt it changed direction a few years in. Um, I feel it went very influencer heavy versus actual credible athlete heavy. Um, and I think that's a, that's, that's a fact. That's not a lie. That's a fact. Um, we had more IFBB pros at our video shoot that you came to than they had at their expo last year. Yeah. So that kind of told me something. Um, so from a kind of, I hate to say it, it sounds cheesy, but from a hardcore perspective, I felt it lost that. Um, and my plan was genuinely in the beginning, my, my original plan was I wanted to do something that was nowhere near body power. So I wanted to pick another city. So I picked Liverpool because I love Liverpool. I'm not from there, as you can tell. Um, but I think it's a really cool city. The venue was cheaper than the NEC, but it was also, as soon as I saw it, I just thought it was wicked. Um, you know, it's got such, such beauty about it and, and its location and everything else. You know that. But um, I, I wanted to put something on the opposite end of the year and the opposite end of the country to body power. But, but just be something small, maybe something, maybe a bodybuilding show, maybe a strongman show, and maybe a CrossFit thing. And that be it, one day uh, in one hall. That's now become two halls, three days, or two and a half days, including the, uh, the um, Friday night seminar thing. And we've also booked for next year as well, which is great. Uh, crazily, but I've done it. And then I thought, oh, well, while we're doing this, we may as well launch a federation, why not, eh? In the middle of a pandemic. So... Hey ho! But that came that came really because, if I'm honest, I thought quite a lot of feds would come with us. I genuinely did because I I don't know how much people know about the ins and outs of how things work, but from an expo point of view, um, the offer I was effectively giving was: you don't have to pay for anything. I'll pay for all of it, um, and I'll give you a free stage, and then you keep the money for your registrations and your tans and all that stuff. That's yours. So even if you only get 50 people registering this brand new show, that's okay because you'll still make money. I'm the one who has to sell the tickets, but no one really wanted it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. Um, same with the brands. You know, when I first started emailing brands, that so many brands were like, they just deleted it, didn't bother looking. You know, you saw the, you saw the scene word and then, oh, okay, fair enough. But then what's weird is now we've come full circle and some of those brands I was messaging right back over two years ago now, would you believe, are actually asking for stands. And I'm like, sorry guys, they've got none left. They've all gone. So, um, so from the bodybuilding side of things, uh, we thought, sod it, we'll do our own. I mean, it was just going to be one show. That's all it was going to be. And Rick and I spoke from Strom, and he's always wanted to put one on. And I know I know how to run it from the, the, backside, the backstage side of things. So I thought, you know, let's put it together. And it's just gone boom. And it's just grown. And that show has become the most popular. And then we looked around, and I thought, you know what, sod it. We've got some great sponsors here. Um, sponsors love that limelight. Athletes love to be sponsored. And I don't want to do 10% codes or any of that i want a proper sponsorship so you will win with us uh the males and females and wildcard opportunity you will win a full sponsorship so if yeah. anyone knows the needs athletes or the strong athletes or the cardio sports nutrition they really do look after them um so you know without going into the maths of it you're going to get a lot of stuff every month so that equates to you know 1500 odd quid a year of stuff so um per per sponsorship so yeah, it's a hell of a it's a hell of a prize. Um, and again, if I'm going to do something, I don't want to do it half-assed. It's the first year this is. If we put it on in a crappy venue, people will remember. If the judges are crap, then they'll remember. If there's no goodie bags, then people will remember. Everything is is as quality as I can make it. Even and and it's scary because, you know, I mean, our Bournemouth venue, for example, is is 
stupidly expensive. Yeah. But it's the Bournemouth International Centre on the beach in Bournemouth. It is the best venue on the south coast. It's phenomenal. And it's either like, do we go with this one here that's okay? Or do we just go balls in and just go for it? And we say, fuck it, let's just do it. And um, that's what we've done. And I'm hoping it really works. I'm hoping it does. And so uh, what would you say is the mission statement behind FitX? Well, that's a good question. Um, I sub- If I was to be put on the spot now, and I know it's cheesy again because everyone says it, but we are genuinely about the athletes. We are. We are. Yeah. Every single one of us, without knocking any feds, because that's not what we're here to do, and I, I have friends in many feds, and I think we should all work together. That's one thing that's really important. And that's why it shocked me, really, with FedExpo that I thought that loads of feds would come on board. Because for me, my, my thing from day one was always like, you don't go to Glastonbury to watch one band. Like, what's the point in, you know, you go to, if I'm a bodybuilding fan and I can compete with this fed on Saturday and this fed on Sunday, that's, that's ace. That's brilliant. Because I'm in shape, so I may as well do it and then go and eat some rubbish afterwards because there's loads of, and then go and treat myself to hoodies and tubs of this, tubs of that. Um, but I suppose our mission statement would be that, yeah, we're about the athletes or we give back or something. And I think that's something I try to do through the socials. You know, we, we're quite famous for our giveaways and we do that all the time. And that's one because, yeah, of course it gets followers. And I'm just a little guy here with, you know, and I remember starting the account thinking, why, doesn't, why don't people just follow me? Why don't people just follow me? And, and this is a guy who, by the way, come off social media for three or four years because I just can't be doing with it. Um, but when I'm running this... Um, and giveaways are always a good thing. But then also to see the gratitude of people and to see the fact that they really got behind that. And, and then sponsors really want to get involved and sponsors really want to, because it's exposure for them, of course. So um, that's kind of grown. And then, you know, for anyone who's come to our days, you were at our Liverpool day. We put on days and they began as like just ambassador days. And then, and then it, because again, we wanted to do something different to what Body Power do with their ambassadors. We wanted to put these days on where we treat you and we look after you. So if you remember Liverpool, you know, you had ambassadors. These are just fans, like ultimately fans, sitting and eating lunch with Josh Maley, Mr. Universe, Carly Thornton, IFBB Pro, Kiri Hansen, Kamara, all these guys and yourselves, Jazz, everyone there. And everyone walked away with goodie bags and treats and they got fed and, and they got on video and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we're doing Snowden, please God, 1st of May. And we're just doing it. Why? Is it, is it, am I making any money from it? No, I'm not. I want everyone to put a tenner to a mental health charity of their choice. I don't want the money. Give it to them yourselves. But in doing so, A, we make money for charity. B, we all get together, like-minded souls, talking about fitness, strength, whatever we want to talk about. We also do a challenge, which is climbing a mountain, which if anyone hasn't done it, it's, it's wicked. And Snowden's a, a great mountain to climb. Um, but we come together as a community and that's what it's about. So all these things I put on as well, hopefully grow that community together. So, And I've got loads of those planned, by the way, that, we will be doing shortly. I've gone off on one, haven't I? I've no, I think that was time. that was really good, Darren. And I think it's amazing that you're doing things like that. And like I can say from experience, the the get together in Liverpool was amazing, and it was a really cool day to be a part of. And I can imagine Snowden will be the same. And uh, yeah, I've climbed mountains myself and actually really enjoy it. So I think that's a really cool idea. Um, and so. When was Fit Expo originally planned to go ahead? Because I know it's actually been pushed push back a couple of times. 26th of September, 2020. So the uh, initial thought was between me and it was actually a guy that I worked with at the time. Um, we chatted and he actually wanted to do a clothing label. 
And I said, oh, no, 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 don't want to do that. There's too many money of that around. And, and Ben Francis is too good at it. And unless we're going to be really good, then no. Um, and then we sat down and we did some maths on it. And we thought, yeah, we'll probably need about five grand to book a hall and an athlete and this and this and this. No, no, it's, it's, it's gone past that many times. And then he got a bit scared. So we didn't really want to be involved anymore. I said, okay, it's fine. Um, because I said, I don't want the clothing. I want to do something a day. His, his idea with the clothing was, well, you see pros all the time. Um, so if you just get the clothing on the pros, then suddenly we make loads of money. And I'm like, well, it's not that easy, but okay. And, um, and then a, a, a friend of mine that I went to uni with, so I moved to Ireland when I was 21-ish, I think. Uh, that's where my mum and dad are from. So although we were born here, I moved back. Um, they live here, by the way. I moved back and just to have a summer there, ended up staying, went to uni there. And I've always done graphic design and multimedia. That's what I was trained to do, although... That's not what my day job is now. And um, a friend of mine that I, I was at uni with um, said, do you need any investors in this? And I said, oh, I don't know, really. And we got chatting and, and he's now my business partner. Like, and, um, you know, I never asked him for anything. He came on board as a, he, he runs fitness camps and he does retreats and he does all that kind of stuff. And he's very gen, gen pop fitness. So he's into his kettlebells, his battle robes, that kind of stuff. Yoga, meditation. He tells me every day, please meditate today. I'm like, oh, I haven't got time. But he's... Completely opposite of me. I'm 100 miles an hour and he's really, really zen and chilled out. Um, so he came on board and, and, you know, it started off with X amount and it become bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and now we talk every day, two, three times a day. And it was lovely because when, when I left Ireland many years ago, um, this was a time as crazy as it is. I didn't have social media and there was none of that. You know, I'm 40 now, 41 now. So I, you know, I, yeah, I just didn't. And um, so we lost touch, but now we're back in touch and we talk all the time. But that was when it originally was. And we, yeah, we booked it for September. And I think we were talking about probably May or no, no, it would have been before that. Yeah, May or June of the year before it would have been that we started thinking about it. So 2019, May or June, got all the contracts signed off. And then um, it was actually the weekend that tickets went on sale. We had a really good weekend's worth of tickets. And then I think it was Monday that Boris announced that there's a virus coming and, and we all need to be, and everyone was like, nah, we'll be all right. And even then it was like, well, this was, we released tickets, I think in March, I think. And then obviously by April, May, we were like, no, this ain't gonna happen, is it? So then we moved it. Then we moved it again. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was to April, sorry, we moved it again, but we moved it because, and one reason, one reason only. So it kind of comes back to the mission statement thing. It's because of the athletes, because, um, the venue itself, although they've been amazing, they really have, um, they don't get it as much because they're not from our world. So yes. if you put on a wedding, if you put on a wedding show or a gin show or this morning live with, you know, Phil and Holly or something, then it either happens or it doesn't happen. Um, you know, the sign makers and the stand builders can do all their work. That's all fine. But when you put on a show like ours, um, it's all well and good, you know, saying people can train at home and, and yes, to a degree you can to a degree, but we've got some of the strongest men in England and the strongest women in England competing at this, not just the bodybuilding, this is like the strongman. To qualify for our strongest man on the Saturday, at the minute, I've, I've got the leader table here. There's guys pulling 350, 360, 370. So there ain't no one with that many plates in their garden, really, you know? So it, it's just not gonna happen. And, and from a bodybuilding perspective, yes, you can get by with bands and a few weights, of course, but to be really fair and rightly so, it, it needs to be enough time for them to prep. And the gyms need to be open. And um, so, yeah, we moved it. And, uh, and yeah, we are now, July 3rd, 4th. And then when Boris made his announcement the other week, I was like, oh, thanks be to God. 
because he's literally it's, it's it couldn't be better it's literally two weeks after the whole of everything is is back to normal please god so yeah it couldn't be a better weekend and I think you, you know, when you said you pushed it back because you wanted the ideal training conditions for the athlete, that was the right decision because at the end of the day, you want your competitions to be incredible quality and the athletes can only produce their best quality if they've got the best conditions to train in. So yeah, I completely agree with that. And not just that, hun, as well, but, you know, as much as there are, again, we're not fed bashing, and as much as there are federations putting on shows with behind closed doors, I don't want to do that. I, it's not the same. I, I remember when I prepped, and the, you know what it's like. It's, yeah, part of it is great, but the last bit is just horrible. And, you know, to then showcase yourself in front of no one, but five judges, it's like, nah, it's a bit of an anticlimax. And, you know, we are year one. We don't have the financial um, status that some other people have. So I suppose um, we do want crowds as well for that to offset some of the costs because we're putting more money into to everything um, for you guys on stage as well. And I, and I like to think that when people see that, and that's why it's really important for our first show, which is Leeds, all our shows will be videoed, you know. Um, and and when people see that video of what actually will be happening, hopefully then they'll go, oh, wow, yeah, I, I fancy a bit of this. And they'll jump into the later ones. I'm not under any illusion that we think we're going to have 100 athletes a show type of thing. I, I'm not. It's year one and we, we, we are brand new. And there's quite a few other federations out there. So we've got to earn our stripes. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's about the athletes. I want people to have those crowds. The great thing is we actually go on sale on Monday for Leeds. Um, the great thing is that we are allowed. Um, you know, it depends on the venue, but up to about 50% capacity. So, yeah, 300 seated spectators were allowed at Leeds which is a, a decent number um, and the reason for that is because we've got such a big old venue now if you've got a small venue obviously it's depending on how big the venue is um, but the reason we've done 300 we could have had more is because we want to make sure the athletes don't have to be cramped together you know there's room for vendors as well um, judges coaches because all coaches remember once they've registered some athletes get a free back, backstage pass um, you know that's where we're a bit different as well because again from day one, from me working backstage, something that I always loved in the beginning was that you had your coach or your partner backstage for you because why the hell not? Like, it's fine. It's cool. As long as it's not too cramped, I'm good with that. Because if you've got a girl who's never stood on stage before and she's petrified in a little bikini about to show everything on a stage and she's nervous as hell, then why not have her fellow backstage holding her hand? That's cool. I'm all right with that. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, that's the plan. And when you originally found out about the virus and the show had, to, well, the Fit Expo had to be pushed back, what were your initial thoughts and what were the biggest struggles that you faced during that period of time? Yeah, I, look, it's been, it's been horrendous. Um, I'm not going to make out I'm any worse off than anyone else with it all because there's been some horrible stories. We all know that. Um, and people have all dealt with it in different ways some people have gone through and sailed by swimmingly and it hasn't really affected them some people have made a lot of money out of it because they're you know whether they manufactured certain things and then other people have really been crushed and the gym industry is something that's been crushed and and everything else i genuinely when it started didn't think it would be on this long no no one did so for me it was like oh yeah we'll be all right by summer it'll be warm and you know you don't get colds and flus in the summer so generally that will drop off and blah 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 and then as it approached it I suppose I just prepared my head for the fact that it might not happen. 
But you know what? What is great is as crappy as all this has been, there is no way in the world it could have happened in September now. There's just no way. Um, it's become so much better now. Um, I'm literally here just before you were on because I do it all like I've got great sponsors, I've got great help uh, in terms of friends and, and people who support me, but I'm effectively a one man band. So if you have a go on my competition on Instagram, it's me that's replying. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here now designing the weekend schedule because a lot of people are saying what's going on on the weekend. So I'm actually designing that now um, as to what's going on on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so that you know exactly which workshops are on and which ticket you should get. Um, just get a weekend one, it's easier. And um, yeah, so I'm doing all that. So, so I suppose through speaking to Eamon every day, um, we prepared ourselves, especially because he's a lot calmer than me, uh, for the fact that we might have to move. But then we saw it as a good thing because we thought, oh, well, do you know what? We'll be able to promote through Christmas marketing, which we'd never have had a chance to do. We had the chance of Black Friday marketing through November, which we would never have got to do because it was in September. And then kind of Christmas came and all that kind of stuff. And, and we secured more athletes. We secured more competitions, you know. Um, like the MMA thing, which I'm going to launch today, actually. I'm doing that this afternoon. I've got a meeting with a guy later. Um, the MMA thing is something I wanted from day one, but that is, it's been so hard for me to get an MMA comp because there's so much red tape and stuff. And, and again, I'm just a normal guy and I have a full-time job. Like I, I normally have a full-time job. I'm on furlough at the minute, which is a blessing in disguise really. Um, but I just wouldn't have been able to do it. I don't have the time of the day as it is. I'm just nonstop all the time. And, um, you know, I've gone from not really being on my phone much and my little boy will be like, daddy, come off your phone. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna, and I'm writing back messages and stuff because I think that's really important to get back. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's just been mad. But yeah, it wouldn't have happened in September. Uh, what, how did I feel? I've had horrible, yeah, I've had sleepless nights every night. Every night I wake up in, in like a sweat, like, well, sh and then I'll, I'll write something down that I forgot or something to add. But then also I've met so many people and brands along the way between September and then through to April. And then even now, where are we now? March. So we'd be happening literally in four weeks. So I wouldn't even be ready for now, for April. Like, you know, I'm, I'm currently... It's a blessing that it's it's become this long, and and almost as crappy as this whole situation is, th this is one thing that has come out of it good because I think people are busting to get out. I think the fitness world, it's not an audience like you know if we were putting on a knitting show or a gin show or a, or a food show, it's not the same audience. I think people are buzzing to get back, and even though the gyms are open on the twelfth of April, I think if the gyms were allowed to open from tomorrow, I don't think there'd be any less people in the gyms. I think people would get straight back in the gyms. Yeah. Um, they are keen, keen to get back. And I think from our event, what, what we've got to offer for that weekend is, is um, to, for it to fall bang in the middle of the summer, you know, the night out aspect of it, because that's what I'm trying to push. It's not what I, when I launched it first, I thought it would be quite a regional thing, just Liverpool and maybe 20 miles around. But no, it's like, you know, our first tickets were sold in Ireland. Our second tickets, Iceland of all places. Um, we've got people from Scotland, Devon, all over the shop coming to this. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good to hear you talk about that because I think people see these events and they see businesses and it just looks like all of a sudden the event has popped up or like the business is there and it's easy to run when in reality there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. like, and I'm, not, I'm naive to it as well, Danny, because you know, you've got this big empty space and you've got to fill it and make it look beautiful. And I'm very conscious. I don't want it to look anything but amazing. I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't have the budgets of the Arnold and all that kind of stuff. And, and please God will grow in time. 
but I've made sure that all the brands are really, really good brands. Like we vet our brands. We look at, I get a lot of people asking, can we come, can we come? And I have to turn a lot of brands away. And that sounds really arrogant. And it's not, it's, it's just the fact that it's for you. It's for the people that are coming in. I don't want 25 CBD oil companies. I don't want 10 teeth whitening companies. I don't want, you know, there's a lot of nonsense, not that they're nonsense, by the way, but there are also lots of things. You think, what the hell is this? That I'm, I'm, no, I don't want that. I want credible clothing brands, um, you know, protein brands, everything else. And, and also, but I want them to make money as well. So, you know, I think Matt from Build and Bait was the first one on board from the, the foodie stuff type, type uh, trade stand. But loads of people have come on and asked me, can I do this? Can I do that? And I'm like, well, but I want these to make money too. That's yeah. really important to me. Um, because traditionally trade stands are very expensive, but we're not, we've price pointed it in such a way. And this is the fundamental reason why we've sold all of our stands. And that's not, that's, I'm actually going to put that up one of these days with the actual floor plan soon, because people are like, nah, you can't have got rid of it. No, but we have, we genuinely have sold my last one yesterday. So, um, which is, which is great. And, and, uh, but the reason is because I've done it in such a way that it allows the brand to give away samples because when I was at body power, you one, two, three, four. I walked away with sackfuls of stuff and that's how I want it to be for you guys. But they can't do that if they're paying six, seven, eight grand for a stand. Yeah. So we're not. And therefore, and, and it's, it's kind of almost in the contract to the point where, look, make sure we give stuff away, you know? Yeah. And, um, and that's why our goodie bags and all that stuff will be, will be as, as strong as they can possibly be. That's great. And I think it will make it so much more of an experience for the people at the expo, as opposed to it just being, I think, some previous expos have turned into a bit of like purely just a sales pitch from the brands that are there as opposed to them being able to create an experience because of the price of the stands and everything like that so it's really really good to hear that yeah yeah that's that's been the thing from day one and everyone was like no you can't do this from from the exhibition world they were like Ooh, you're, you're too cheap you're too cheap you're not going to cover your rent and i'm like i don't want to cover the rent um, the ticket should cover the rent. It shouldn't be the brands paying the rent for me to put on an expo for me then just to profit from everyone that comes in. It shouldn't work like that. I want you brands to make money. Yeah. And they were like, huh? Are you sure it's that much? And like, yeah. And do you know what? In the beginning, um, I, I was offering stands to, to sponsors at kind of really good rates on the basis that they give me free stuff and, and you know, make those goodie bags as, as good as possible and stuff. And, and I'm so grateful for those first brands that did say yes. I mean, CNP with the first brand then it was closely followed by strom and, and and everyone else then followed suit and um but what's nice is the small brands that might not have afforded the bigger expos are now coming and some of these small brands are just run by really passionate individuals and they're really really good people and they deserve a chance too so um you know and i and i have and it's open i'll openly say it anyone that came on board with me year one gets exactly the same price for the first three years um, so irrespective of how big we grow, please God, if we do, um, it doesn't matter to that. We're not going to just go, oh, right. Well, we made loads of money, so let's double the cost. No, no, no. We, we're keeping it, but we will always remain at a certain price point as well. We'll never go silly expensive because we don't want to become arrogant and, and, and kind of price ourselves out of it. You know, yeah. um, it is ultimately, like I said, it keeps coming back and I know it sounds cheesy, but it is about the athletes. I want you to walk out there and go, bloody hell, I've learnt loads. You know, I've got some really good bargains. I've also got loads of free stuff and I can't wait to go back next year. And I wish I bought the weekend ticket and not just the Saturday. Yeah. And so when it comes to the different bodybuilding categories, what categories are available for people to compete in at the FedEx shows? 
So um, our head judges are Mike and Lisa. I put a video up last night, um, which kind of explains a little bit more about the judging. Um, Mike and Lisa are pretty much the most qualified judges in the UK. They're ITB, you know, le pro league level judges. They're very, very good judges. Um, and we've kind of built the criteria. They've been heavily influential in that. And it's, it's just nice and simple, similar to, to any of the other feds, really, in terms of, you know, you've got your bikini, you've got your bikini trained, you've got your masters. We've added things in. So it's your generic um, categories that you'd be used to anyway. But we've added a couple in. So, for example, we've added in um, where normally it would be a master's bikini 35. I've added in a 40 as well. And the reason I've done that is because when I used to work with, um, you know, when I used to work backstage, I'd have ladies who would say, would you not look at doing another master's class? And I'd be like, oh, what do you mean? And they were like, let's say for argument say this girl here was 35, but this girl here was 46. And there's a big difference between a, you know, generally between that body and that body just because of, you know, age. Um, we're actually, so we've put in this extra little class just to give that little bit more of a, you know, it's, it's an extra five years grace, really. Um, I'm 41. I did classic. So I can't keep up with, I can't get up on stage against Yannick or, or, or Josh. They'd destroy me. But Masters classic, you know, I might be able to hold my own because it's given me that little bit more chance because I'm older now. So we've added things like that in. We've added wellness in um, because that's become a really popular category, obviously, with the, the IFB Pro League. And we've kind of aligned ourselves so you know, with our classic bodybuilding, we've made it height to weight ratio as well. Because, for example, with the PCA, it's, it's, it's not on a height weight ratio. It's, it's very much dependent on how, the look. But at the times in the past, I've been asked, like, you know, is it fairer to do a height weight? And, and it, to akin it more with the IFBB, it has to be the height and weight. Just it's fairer um, because then you don't have a, a guy who's on stage at 17 stone saying he's classic when he's actually technically should be, you know, medium bodybuilding or classic bodybuilding. You know, class two bodybuilding or whatever. So, but yeah, pretty standard. Um, if you go to FedEx Official, all the criteria is there, nice and simple. We are doing a day on the 18th of April. I'm going to be posting about that in the next couple of days. In fact, I might be posting that today, tonight. Uh, we're going to be doing a free posing workshop up in Leeds. Uh, that will be closely followed by one down Compact Way. Not, I think Jazz, we're going to find a venue to get that one done. Um, and then we'll be doing one down south and probably one in Wales as well before the year's out. And at these are free. These are for any federation. Don't care who you're registered with. Doesn't bother me. I want you to compete with everyone. Because if you're in shape, why the bloody hell not? You know? Um, I'm not going to be like, no, it's only yours. It's only yours. No, no, no. Um, if you're in shape, do them all. And yeah, come down and, and it's free. And hopefully when you come there, you think, oh, yeah, these are a nice bunch. I might compete with these. Yeah. yeah. And so you've mentioned Mike and Leisha. Who else have you got on the judging panel? Best of the best, Danny. The best of the best. So... Again, I'm very lucky that I know these guys because I've worked with them all before. Um, we don't have to go in the rooms of where and whatever, but I, you know, I, I was involved with the Federation, like I said, in the background. So I, I've got to know these people. Mike and Lisa, I had judges. We have also got Mr. Universe, Josh Maley. Um, from the judging perspective, uh, we'll, go, we'll come on to that a little bit in a minute, but you know, I need to make sure the judges are, are the best. Um, and even right down to the backstage staff, like, Every single person that is at my show, uh, my little chosen selected team of people that I trust, because no disrespect, but historically I've worked at shows and you'll have two people that were there who are really good. And then you'll have eight who came for free food and free t-shirts and hoodies. And it's like, right, okay, but, but I want people there who want to be there. So 
I've got a select crew of people. Every single person has competed. All of them. They've all competed. Most of them have competed numerous times. So we all kind of know what we're on about in that respect. Um, so yeah, judging Josh Maley, uh, Mr. Paul Scarborough, seasoned judge, many different feds. Dave Crosland is actually judged for every fed, I think. Pretty much every fed apart from Subros. Uh, he was UKBFF years ago, WABA, NABA, PCA. He's done them all, Mr. Dave Crosland. Um, we've got uh, Jazz from Compact. So obviously everyone knows who Jazz is. Um, not as much experience in the judging, but she's, she's got a good eye for it. So this is really important as well. We've got a day in two weeks, three weeks. All the judges are having a, a judges workshop. So even if you've judged multiple times, it's a refresher. It's to go through the criteria. It's to make sure we're all singing from the hymn sheet, same hymn sheet. We'll educate people. Um, we'll go through all of that. And that's headed by Mike and Lisa as well. Um, we've got Emma Hyman, the posing pro, um, IPB pro as well. So again, like the quality is just there. Um, my old prep coach, one of them, Rich Oxley. Rich has not as famous as the other guys, but he's a bloody good prep coach. He's horrible to you when he's shouting at you on a Friday morning in your pants because you're still too fat. Um, but he has competed numerous times. He was one of Darren Yates' training partners back in the day in Birmingham. Um, he's judged for NABA. He's judged for some independent shows. So he's on board. Brett Smith also used to work alongside me backstage. He's competed, I think, 58 times. Um, yeah, he's, he's been in and around. He's, he's done a lot of work with people. Who else have I got? I think that's everyone, is it? Mike, Leisha? Uh, Kerry Beckson as well. Um, lives down on the Isle of Wight. She's competed numerous times with a couple of different feds and one of her classes. Um, and, and Andy Kilo as well from Strom. So Andy has coached ARC Nutrition. So he's coached multiple times as well. Um, and he's competed multiple times. So yeah, we've got a good crew, I think. Yeah. But what's lovely is, rather than having the pressure of having these five or six every single week, um, I've got this panel of, I think I've got 11. And therefore there isn't the pressure on saying, look, you have to come this Sunday. I've got my little WhatsApp group and I'll say who's, a, who's available for this show. And I've kind of worked out because you need X amount of judges. And for anyone who doesn't know how judging works, that score comes off. The top score and the bottom score comes off and it's an average of these scores in the middle. So even if this person's got that fella on at first, but everyone else has got him at second or whatever, um, it's kind of based on the average scores of those people. And you trust those judges because they know what they're doing. Even though someone's more and more nan in the crowd thinks that their little son won. I'm sorry, love, but, you know, trust them. Yeah. And so we've covered a lot on bodybuilding. What other sports are going to be a part of FitX? And what else can people expect from the expedition? Oh, thank you. So um, as much as I can possibly do. So it is, I always said from day one, I want it to be um, probably 90%, no, probably 80%. I hate the word again, hardcore. Well, I want it to be 90% strength and then 10% gen pop fitness. It's probably gone to, yeah, I wanted it 80-20. It's probably 90-10, but I've got to pull it back a bit because I still need your, your average, no disrespect, your average pure gym and anytime fitness type member that only goes a couple of times a week, but still has loads to learn um, and will we'll benefit from it. So we've got, um, competition-wise, we've got The Fittest, which is a massive CrossFit event. It will be the first CrossFit event, I think, in an arena this year. Again, because the timing has been... I must have bunged Boris a few quid because it couldn't have been better timing. Um, so the CrossFit event will be really cool. That will be a doubles and singles comp over the whole weekend. It's called the fittest. We'll also be doing a round where you have to live in Liverpool as well. So that'll crown the fittest person in Liverpool. Um, we have got the GBC 
Powerlifting Pro. This is the biggest powerlifting tournament in Europe and the biggest prize part. I think they're giving away 12 grand on the day. Um, so that is 100 athletes, the strongest people. Yeah, I know Kiri Jansen's uh, competing in it, trying to crack a world record. No, Reese Forward's going for it to, to beat his squat world record. Yeah, they're strong animals. We've got the long and deadlift challenge on the Saturday, which is open to all. Um, and I get a lot of people saying, oh, can I go in that? And I'm like, yes, you can, but just, just have a look at the kind of people you're going against, buddy. We could have very easily done something, and a lot of people were like, why don't you just do this? We could have very easily put on a strongman comp and done beginners, novice, whatever, and had really light weights. But again, we want this to be a spectacle. No one wants to watch me pulling what I can pull because it's not really impressive, even though I'm really trying with my deadlifting. Um, people want to see freaks. They want to see people lifting stuff that shouldn't be allowed. Um, so the log and deadlift is on Saturday. That's going to be really, really good. We've got the likes of Rianne Lovelace competing in that, who is pound for pound, one of the strongest women on the planet. Uh, again, going for world records that day. We've got some animals in that. On Sunday, we've got England's strongest man at Fit Expo. So big Lars Charley, uh, multiple world's strongest man competitor, is competing in that. So the level of athletes competing are really, really high. Uh, we've got the MMA submission series. So that is um, cage fighting. But it's what we've done is rather than having the worry of someone getting knocked out, blood all over the place, and a little kid getting smashed up, we've done grappling. So there's no headshots. So if you're into MMA, even as a child, we're doing kids' classes, um, so it's submission grappling. So effectively, any MMA uh, discipline, really, there is an element of grappling in it, which lends itself to people coming from BJJ or coming from kickboxing or whatever, so they can all get involved in the grappling tournament. We've got mass wrestling, which is this crazy, crazy Eastern European-type sport. We've got um, model search going on. What else have we got? Calisthenic street battle going on. Um, I feel like I've done them all, but there's probably more. But yeah, there's a lot. That's in addition to that. Yeah, I, yeah. I look, I say it there, and I think, wow, that, how the hell have I done that? But you know, I've I've done it because we've got some amazing people behind it in terms of helping me and, and saying yes. There's a lot of people who just took a punt on me and said, oh, go on, then sod it, I'll do it. Yeah, all right then, we'll have a crack at this. Um, but again, because I'm offering what I'm offering them is is a free space to do it. I'm not saying right if you want to put on a strongman, I'll charge you five grand and you can have that corner of the hall. No, I'm saying just do it. Yeah, and hopefully we'll start. Um, but in terms of the workshop and stuff, the whole premise of this was for so Fit Expo's statement was always it's a celebration of strength, fitness, and, and well-being. So you know every single thing you see is interactive. Every pro um, that is attending Fit Expo uh, is training live. Yeah, so I'm actually doing that work. I'm doing that now. I'm actually doing the schedule of who's training with who. Not only will the likes of Fuad Abiyad and Jose Raymond be training together, but they will be training with normal folk. So you will have the opportunity to train with these pros, which is kind of unheard of. And normally at an expo, they just shake your hand. And that's fine. It's lovely. But I want them actually training and, and, and um, doing that in front of you. We've got strength workshops. We've got deadlift workshops, log workshops. We've got open fitness classes. So yoga demonstrations. We've got the British Army there. We've got battle ropes. We've got squats. We've got um, ice therapy where we're going to get people and put them in baths of ice just to, why the hell not? Like, you know, we're just doing it to, to kind of, it's the Wim Hof method, basically, if anyone's not aware of that, and breathing techniques. So we're doing a load of that stuff. So uh, we've got yoga. Claire McGrath and Rosie Raspel are doing their yoga demonstrations with us. Um, we've got Emma Hyman doing posing workshops all weekend. Um, we've got um, Dave Crosland talking about steroids. Because why the hell not? Because it's a part of the sport. So let's not pretend it's not. Let's actually talk about it. 
and and educate people as to if you are going to choose that route then let's listen to an expert to tell you about it and just to, to give you the you know the pointers as to, to try and be careful with it um we've got um yeah we've got loads i can't even yeah, yeah. rugby yeah, I honestly think it's going to be incredible and I'm sure a lot of the listeners will love it to bits and it's been an absolute pleasure hearing you talk about it as well and hearing how passionate you are about everything and how athlete-centred the expo was going to be and yeah I can't wait to see it unfold but um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast Darren where can people find you and where can people find out more about FitX? So yeah, just follow our Instagram. So FitX for UK, we've got FitX, literally the Federation uh, Instagram as well. I'm always on there updating stuff. Um, ticket link is in the bio. Everything's in the bio. We did a ambassador search yesterday for Gluteware. That's in the bio. So that's another thing. We're just doing that, which is, you know, you can be the face of Gluteware. Again, all the brands we've got, they're all solid, solid brands. So Carly's running that with us. Um, yeah, click the link in the bio, buy your tickets. VIP-wise, Sunday's gone. Um, we've got Saturday VIP left, a few of them, and and we've got weekend VIP left. But And again, coming back to the, about the athlete, about the spectators, about the athletes, when we say VIP, we mean VIP. I could easily have said, oh, do you know what? Let's do 500 VIP. But no, because that's not VIP, because there's 500 of you. We've got a lounge, which has actually got prep food in it, that you, is yours for free if you come. Now, don't take the pee and fill your rucksack with it, but there is prep food in there. There are build and bake cookies in there. There are um, brownies. There are donuts in there. There is free monster in there. There's tea and coffee in there for free. You get front, uh, front row access to the seminars. You get the seminar on the Friday night for buy the VIP. You get two goodie bags. You get a T-shirt. So when you walk away with that stuff alone, that's without going up to brands, you've actually got more than what the ticket costs you in product plus the VIP party on the Saturday night as well. So if you're going to buy your tickets, especially VIP, get there quick. Um, I'm not going to lie and say we're all sold out, we're all sold out. We're not. But at the same time, we're not body power. We don't have room for 70, 80, 90, 100,000 people. It's a much smaller venue. You know, it's 10, 15,000 it holds. It's nowhere near that size. So they will, please God, sell out. Um, we know it's happening now in July. Um, we've said all the way through, if you buy a ticket, if you, if, if Boris changes mind, refunds are given, and they have been, um, we simply move again. But I think we're generally good for July. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening, guys. If you do enjoy the content on the Female Fitness Podcast, please like and subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And I will see you next week. Thank you. <laughs>